Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Then maybe there is no such thing as, quote-unquote, these romantic soulmates. Then maybe soulmates are made. And soulmates are people that you meet who want to make it work with you at the same time you want to make it work. That's a relationship. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. On today's episode... We are diving into some of your questions, and today it's all about Benson Knows Best. I'm pretty sure, because last week I think was Confession Corner. So normally, I either have you guys call in with your question, and the number you can find it, it's in the contact area on the podcast, Almost Adulting, on Instagram, or you emailed me at press at daddyissuesla.com, or you just DM'd me on Almost Adulting Instagram or my personal Instagram, Violet Benson. So today it's super random. I have no idea what I'm answering yet, but you know, I'm excited. I do have this one question from this one girl that I'm planning on reading today, which I have no idea what it is yet, but it's like eight pages long. <laughs> so hopefully it's juicy. But uh, yeah, before we get started, this is your quick reminder to please subscribe to my podcast if you're not subscribed already so you never miss an episode again, whether you are listening on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, watching it on YouTube, whatever it is, make sure to subscribe. And if you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share with your friends and leave me a five-star review on the Apple podcast. I read all the reviews and it's always super helpful. This week's Thursday's episode is going to be phenomenal. I'm actually still writing it. It's not even ready yet, but it's going to be all about how to form healthy relationships with a partner. Since this month, we're all about dating and I'm about to answer your dating questions. I feel that I kind of neglected on what happens after you meet someone you really like and you're past all the quote unquote games. So that's going to be on Thursday and I'm really excited for that since both men and women will feel heard. But today I'm just going to quickly answer your questions. But I will answer this question really fast. Even though no one asked me, I'm going to tell you right now. If you feel that whoever you're dating is playing games with you, I'm here to tell you that they're not playing games with you. They're just not that into you. If you feel that whoever you're dating is being shady, they probably are being shady because they're not that into you. If you feel that whoever you're dating is not putting all the effort in that they could, you're not delusional. It's because they don't like you that much and they're not putting any effort because something based on your interactions, they're either just not ready for something or they just feel that they can do the bare minimum and you're still around. If you feel that whoever you're talking to is adding a bunch of girls on Instagram because they're probably trying to fuck them, you're not delusional, you're probably correct. If you feel that whoever you're talking to 
doesn't see you as a potential girlfriend, you're not delusional, you're probably correct. You need to listen to your body. And a lot of times our body will tell us when there's something wrong. Those butterflies that you're feeling in your stomach, that's you just connecting with your trauma. If it feels too familiar, that's why because you're repeating a pattern. If you start to feel so much anxiety with whoever you're dating and instead of feeling safe, that's your body telling you that there's something's wrong. And a lot of times we ignore intuition because we just want to be in love so badly that we ignore the fact that our body is fully getting anxiety thinking about whoever we're dating. So if you get those feelings, pay attention to them. Because it even got me thinking, because I just went on this guy's podcast, and I talked about how with one of my exes, I constantly got yeast infection having sex with him. He was the only ex I have that we were together for a year and a half. And my body was constantly rejecting us being together. And I wasn't listening to my vagina. She was saying, baby girl, this is not for you. And I wasn't listening, but my vagina kept rejecting his penis. It's pretty crazy that not only our bodies will tell us like in our stomach, in our hearts, in our guts, but even our vagina sometimes does not align with somebody else's privates. Like your privates literally reject each other. So I don't know, like it just got me thinking, but that's not even a part of today's question. So, okay. Somebody first asked me what red flags to look out for in the beginning of dating. So I think the most obvious red flags in the beginning of dating, if you're looking for something serious, it would be the following. This is for everyone. Number one, if they say, I'm not looking for anything serious, it is not an invitation for you to change their mind. They are letting you know right now they are not looking for anything serious. It is not a puzzle for you to figure out. There's no meaning behind between these words. This one sentence, hear it, believe it. So if you're also not looking for anything serious, enjoy it. But if you catch feelings, feel free to ask if you guys can change that. But if you can't, understand that it's not their fault. They told you in the beginning what they were looking for. But don't get into it hoping they'll change their mind. That's number one. Number two, if they say, you deserve better than me. This one is not an invitation to prove them that they are good enough for you. And it's also not an invitation for you to fix them because it will break you if you will try to fix that. And it will break you if you stay with them, okay? When someone tells you you deserve better than me, they are telling you that they will not put in the effort to make it work or they will not put in the effort to be the person you need them to be. And they may not even say that they are unable to do it. They're literally telling you, this is as far as I can go. And yeah, you deserve better than me. So then if you stick around, you're basically telling them that it's okay that they're doing the bare minimum because they're not going to change. They're not going to do better. I used to think it was probably meant such a flattery. Wow, they're putting me on such a pedestal. And that's why they think, they think I deserve the world. No, they're just saying, you deserve better than me, aka I'm not willing to put in the effort that you deserve, but I'm still down to fuck you if you're down for it. That's what they're really saying. And if you stick around with them and they don't feel good enough about themselves, they will knock you down to their level. And no matter what you do, it will not change. Because when you date someone insecure, aside from when someone tells you you deserve better than me, when you date someone like that, because here's the thing, research shows how people fall in love with you and people fall in love with you through how they see themselves through your eyes. So if someone thinks you're better than them or you're too good for them 
or that they're not enough for you. It doesn't matter what you will do. They could never fall in love with you because the person they see through your eyes makes them feel bad about themselves. That is why a lot of times if you date someone who's a little insecure or who makes, who keeps telling you that you're so much better than them. And then eventually you start to realize that they're knocking you down. It's sometimes it's even subconsciously is because they feel shitty about themselves. So they start to treat you like shit. So it starts with you deserve better than me. And it ends with them treating you like shit because they don't feel good about themselves. So if you are looking for love and something serious, understand this, that people fall in love with someone else based on how they see themselves through that person's eyes. So someone can never love you if they don't feel good enough about themselves because they will see themselves through your eyes and that will be that they're not enough for you. So remember that. And then the last one is if someone says, all of my exes are crazy or all of my exes are narcissists. It's kind of like, okay, then A, why are all of your exes crazy? Or why are all your exes narcissists? Like, why is that all you're attracting? But even if they're all crazy, then okay, what did you do? to make them crazy? Why do you keep dating quote unquote crazy people? Did you ever take accountability? Are they crazy? Or did you just not like their reaction when you cross their boundaries? Are they a narcissist? Or were they actually just never that into you? And they told you from the beginning what they were looking for. And then eventually maybe you caught feelings or you have miscommunications or they're just not right for you, whatever it is. Like if everyone that person has ever been with is insane or crazy or a narcissist or they have nothing but bad things to say about those people, understand that's going to happen to you eventually when you don't work out either. Just like the same reason you shouldn't have friends who talk shit about all of their friends to you because they're definitely 110% doing it to you when you're not around. Okay, someone else asked me, which I love and I'm going to include in Thursday's episode, why we should always continue to be vulnerable and to not shut off. Since obviously dating means you have to be vulnerable and that's really hard even for myself as I'm, you know, learning how to be a better dater and more emotionally intimate. I really love this question. The reason I'm also going to bring up on Thursday is because being vulnerable is so important when it comes to dating because being vulnerable not only does it make it easier for you to love and to figure out your feelings, but being vulnerable exposes what's not for you faster. Because a lot of us are afraid to be vulnerable because we're afraid of being rejected. And I get that. But being vulnerable is so beautiful because even if you do get rejected for being vulnerable, first of all, you were brave enough to try. And that's already goes further than whatever other person you were dating that was too much of a coward. Secondly, it's beautiful how you're able to be vulnerable after all the times that you got shut down or rejected. And I think you should never stop being vulnerable. And lastly, it really is true. When you're vulnerable and you expose who you really are, it does close the door faster to the people who are not right for you. And if you're not meant to be with this person anyway, isn't it kind of better to find out uh, within the first month than to stay with them for six months, kind of wasting your time and not being vulnerable, not showing them who you are. And then you finally show yourself and you're finally vulnerable and then it doesn't work out. Then you're like, shit, I wasted six months for nothing. So I think because of that, it's a really good idea to be, you know, to be vulnerable. I really struggle with that as well. I think sometimes it's so much easier to, you know, give advice when it comes to love and to understanding and communication versus actually, you know, putting yourself out there. 
I even talked about it today on this some dudes podcast I went on, which normally I don't really do guy podcasts unless it's about mental health. But I did this one. It was interesting. And it did get me thinking a lot about feelings and being vulnerable and all of that and why it's so scary for us. Because, you know, when we're dating, it's so much easier to pretend to be someone else and to expect the other person to open up before you're ready to say how you feel. Because, you know, what if they reject you? So it's so much easier to be someone else because then at least if they reject you, you're like, okay, whatever. I was just pretending to be someone else or I never really gave them my full self. So then you can sit around and you can, you know, imagine about the what if you fantasize. They could have been the perfect person if I was just myself, but then you'll never know. Versus if you're vulnerable and then you get rejected or if you say how you feel and you find out the other person doesn't feel the same way. Not only are you standing there all by yourself, but now you got rejected by being your true self. And of course, I think that's the scariest part. I, I know for me, that's very scary. Not about being rejected for being myself, but about is that fear of what if I say how I feel and I'm the only one standing there? What if I dive all in and then the other person changes their mind? Well, what if that happens? Like, I don't want to be the only one standing here you know, with my heart out. But sure, you can protect yourself, but how long is that going to be satisfying? Eventually, surface level relationships are boring because you want more. And eventually sleeping around, it's also boring with all the energy exchange. And eventually, there's only so many times you can sit there and say, oh, we could have been something and fantasize about people without actually trying. And eventually you just have to take a leap because if things are going to not work out regardless, Instead of self-sabotaging it, don't you rather just try and tell someone how you feel? Because who knows, maybe they feel the same way because we forget. And that's what I'm going to talk about on Thursday, especially in the beginning of dating. We forget, we are so focused on our own feelings that we forget that there's somebody else standing right in front of us, feeling just as vulnerable as us. And we're waiting for them to say it first while they're waiting maybe for us to say it first. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And then when we say stupid shit without realizing, which is very much my problem, then, you know, or we back off then they back off. And then we think, oh, they must not like me. That's because you backed off first. So they were thinking you must not like them. We just forget that just as much as we're in our head, the other person feels just as vulnerable as ourselves about being the only one to stand in front of us confessing their feelings and what if we don't feel the same way. So that is the thing about dating. And the thing about dating is that, and I feel that I'm slowly starting to learn that now, that maybe there is no such thing as 
quote unquote, these romantic soulmates, that maybe soulmates are made. And soulmates are people that you meet who want to make it work with you at the same time you want to make it work. That's a relationship. It's not someone that you meet and the chemistry just, you know, kicked off right away. And then it just, it just, it's just easy. When people say it's just easy, they probably just mean communicating is what made it easy. It's not that they never had an argument, it's that they knew how to solve that miscommunication because they didn't want to go to sleep angry because it mattered to them to not lose the other person or to play these games or to shut off and all that. They had all the hard conversations you need to have in dating. I don't know. I've been thinking about all of that shit lately. I am getting my period. So it's been making me a little emotional and I'm very excited for Thursday's episode because it is going to be about all of these things. Just kind of, okay, you found your person, they're pursuing you. Maybe you're even finally sleeping with each other. So now you're exclusive, but now what? You actually have to open up. You actually have to try. And it really is scary. I mean, even when you finally find the love of your life, you kind of have to realize that eventually one of you dies. <laughs> so even that kind of sucks. Nothing's forever. So you might as well just cherish what you have. So that's that. <laughs> because yeah, you know, loving someone does not make them your soulmate or the right person. The right person that's for you is the person that feels the same way as you do. And I think that part can be very tricky when it comes to dating. A lot of times we meet people at different stages in their lives. And that's exactly when we were meant to meet them, to learn from that experience. They're not right for us because it's not bad timing. It's just the wrong person. But we meet people at different stages in their lives. And that's why a lot of times we are at different paces. So it's so hard when it comes to dating, especially beginning of dating to meet someone and you're on the same page on the same time and you like them and you communicate and all these other things that have to come into play in order for you two to be on the same wavelength and to keep dating because sometimes you meet someone you guys really vibe really well and then you're like okay I'm looking to for a serious relationship in the next three months and they're like whoa I'm just I just gotta have a relationship like I really like you but I'm looking to just fuck around and then you're like oh okay and that's you guys being at a different pace. So they're not the right person for you just because it felt right. Because with the right person, they would be at the same pace as you in this exact moment. And we could go with the whole cliche, bad timing or whatever. But then in this exact moment, the current versions of you two are not compatible. And six months from now, if you're single and the person comes around, whatever their new version is, maybe the newer versions of you two will be right. Who knows? Okay, let's see what other questions I have. Okay, so somebody asked me a good question, Sky. She said, do you have any advice on how to move on from someone where things did not end horribly? Just things didn't work out for some reason. I was dating this guy who lives in my complex and things ended not because we didn't have a connection, but because things just didn't really align in some really weird ways but it's been really hard to detach from him completely due to me always running into him and because of the natural chemistry slash banter that we have no matter what. Hopefully this makes sense. Your advice is appreciated. Okay, I will definitely say I'm definitely one of those people that struggle to move on from someone when things don't end horribly because I almost sometimes need to end things kind of in a fight in order for me to fully move on. But I think that does make things hard when... You guys parted ways from whatever reason. I don't know which one ended it, but you ended it. And then you keep running into them. So it's only natural to think that there's something there. 
especially if you keep seeing them and you're flirting. A, the reason you flirt with someone that you just were dating is because clearly you already had the sexual chemistry or you wouldn't have gone naked with one another. So sometimes we think it means something, but the truth is a lot of times it's sex is mad, but men leave the door open just in case for potential friendship sex. They're not leaving the door open because they want to date you again. If a guy wanted to date you, he would tell you. So it is shit. Moving on from someone where things didn't end horribly is to explain to yourself that regardless, it still ended and it ended for a reason. If you ended it, of course, that's a different story. Then you have to approach them and ask them if they're willing to reconsider that you change your mind. But if they ended it, you have to be honest with yourself on who ended it, you know, if they kind of ended it, then they probably ended it with you for a reason. And every time they run into you, it's, yeah, of course, they're going to flirt because it feels good. It feels good to feel like someone wants you. But if they're, if the person who ended it is not pursuing things with a person they dumped, it's for a reason. And it sucks. And I'm not going to sit here and say that that person's purposely leading you on because we're only human. And the guy and this other person just enjoys that attention. It makes them feel good to be wanted. And to him, it's probably innocent. To you, it may mean something else. So if you really want to move on from things, I think you have to set boundaries. If you know every time you see this person, it feels amazing. And I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure I think I talked to her more in the DM about it, but I'm pretty sure that I told her that, yeah, even if things didn't end badly, it still ended for a reason. So you end up holding on to the idea that there's something there versus realizing that it takes two people to be together. So whatever fantasy Sky is making in her head right now, every time she runs into him, that maybe this time, It'll mean something. It actually probably doesn't mean anything because if this person wanted to get back with you, they would have. Usually it's in the hands of whoever dumped you. So if you get dumped, you have to wait for the person that dumped you to ask you back. Not them saying that you want them, but if it's hard for you, then you have to set boundaries. You have to figure out ways to not run into them. Obviously, you probably, this happened to me. Me and some guy didn't work out. And then every time I started making sure to go to the gym, at the same time, he would go to the gym to run into him, hoping that eventually he would like me. But he already knew when we didn't work out exactly why we didn't work out. Guys are so much better at just like quickly full on figuring out this is not the right person for me. Women, we linger on. Because we think, well, they can change. Well, I don't know. I, I left my hair tie in his house. So, you know, it means something. I mean, where am I going to get another hair tie? Might as well go to his house and suck his dick. And then I can get my hair tie back. And then maybe after I do that, we'll talk about love. And then he'll tell me he was secretly in love with me this whole time. So he was actually so scared of his feelings. And that's why he broke up with me. But he just needed to see me at the gym to realize that. <laughs> but no, the thing is, when women leave the door open just a little bit, men will always try to go through it, but not for dating, for sex. So there's natural chemistry there. There's natural banter there. You're probably not delusional. It's probably there, but it's not there for why you think it is. The door's a little open. So this dude is probably willing if one day you're super bored, maybe you guys will fuck, but it's not for dating. If it was for dating, he would have told you by now. Okay. So at least for now, if you want him to reconsider his mind, if you're still not over him, then you definitely need to stop being so available. You have to remove yourself from the situation. Oh, they don't want me? Okay. And I know it's hard because you live in the same building, but you can figure out ways to not run into him because I bet you right now you're figuring out ways to run into him. 
you're going to end up hurting your own feelings, especially when I've done these things in the past when I was younger, where you keep hoping they'll change their minds. So you figure out ways to be around their friends or to run into them and -and so-and-so. And then you guys have that flirty banter and you think it means something. And then you find out they've actually been talking to someone else this whole time and trying to develop a relationship with someone else. And then it breaks your heart because you're like, wait, did this mean nothing? Like all the times we run into each other and we were talking? Yeah, literally, it means nothing to them. So I think the best thing you can do is to protect your own heart and your own feelings is understand that things ended for a reason. Healthy people and more grown-up people, more mature people usually tend to end things in a good way, not in a bad light, and move on by being less available. And I'm telling you, when you become less available, when you disappear, they'll start to wonder where you are because they're going to miss how much you lit up every time you saw them. Because trust me, people know when someone else likes them. They know. And guys, they're not stupid. Guys play dumb on purpose because it's easier for them. But they're not dumb. They know when you like them. He knows you like him. And he doesn't care because he's looking around at other places. I hope that helps. Okay. Somebody else messaged me and said, what does this mean? A guy said, I don't think it has been ideal between us, but I'm still will always be rooting for you. This was a situation ship from a month ago. And we decided to just be friends. I think he means exactly what this person said. (laughs) It hasn't been ideal between us, but I'd still be rooting for you. This does not mean he is secretly in love with you. It does not mean he wants to marry you. It means exactly that. I'm rooting for you. It's the most basic little text ever. Like, oh, I'll always care about you. Or like, oh, I want the best for you, but not with me. I'm rooting for you, but from afar. Instead of sitting around dissecting texts, either just straight up, at this point, I'm fucking, I'm over it, okay? We're done. We're done figuring out what these texts mean, you know? At this point, I'm saying, if you really want to know, just straight up say, what does that mean? I remember a long time ago, I did that with this guy that I was talking to. He said some things and I just kept saying, okay, what do you mean by that though? And I remember he was like, whoa, you're coming off aggressive. I'm coming off aggressive because I'm trying to figure out what your words mean. Don't give them that space to act like some hero. Are you really rooting for me? Or you were just rooting? Like, what does that mean? Oh, hasn't been ideal between us? Well, whose fault was that? Was it you because you didn't want to date me when I wanted to date you? Or it hasn't been ideal because we stopped having sex because I didn't like anymore that we were in a situationship? What do you mean by it hasn't been ideal? Ask them. Put them on the spot. What do you mean by that? It's kind of the same way when someone says, oh, Okay, I'm sorry. If you don't believe them, say, you're sorry about what? And then you'll know if they actually listened. So if you really want to know, ask them, what do you mean by that? And then you'll have your answer instead of asking me. Then you'll know what they really meant by that. But until someone tells you straight up, I miss you and let's talk about us or let's fix things, then there's really no reason for you to get in your head about it or to even respond. Even someone sending you a text saying, I miss you, like your ex situationship. Cool. Of course you miss me. I'm forking amazing. Of course you miss me. You don't have to respond to that. I know it feels nice, but when they say I miss you, especially if it didn't end that great or they were just sleeping with you while sleeping with other people, they just really mean I miss your attention. It doesn't mean I miss you and we should get back together. It means I miss your attention and maybe are you available tonight for some attention? And that's it. So... Either ask what they mean when they say shit, because we're done guessing, or don't respond until you get the message that you're looking for. 
Because eventually they'll realize they have to try harder to get your attention and you will get the text you're looking for. And if you don't, then good fucking riddance, they were not the right person for you. Okay. And wow, this felt like a really quick short episode. That is it for today's Benson Knows Best. I have so many other questions I wanted to get to. So I may just do Benson Knows Best next week as well to get into all these other questions because there's so many DMs from you instead of a confession corner. But yeah, again, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to today's podcast, Almost Adulting, today's podcast, tomorrow's podcast. And please leave me a five-star review if you have any happiness for my advice. And of course, feel free to DM me if you have any questions that you want me to answer next week's Tuesday's episode. But again, I'm very excited for this Thursday's episode. It's a solo episode about how to form healthy relationships with someone you just started dating and all the insecurities and everything that we go through in the beginning of dating. Okay, I love you. Have a beautiful day. Mwah.